I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. People have been dancing more or less since the dawn of mankind. Some people were born with it, the dancing gene. Others are so clumsy that they avoid the dance floor at all costs, even if it means the bride will do her first dance with Grandpa. Alyssa Shriki. Yes. Alyssa Shriki is the former. <laughs> She's a world champion of salsa and samba. She's been dancing her whole life, first in Australia, where she was born, and now here in Israel. We're super thrilled to have her on the show with us today to discuss, among other things, how one actually moves like Jagger. <laughs> okay, now I know why you were laughing when you guys were typing that up. It's no worries. Credit goes to him. Uh, okay, well done. So how, what's his secret? The secret to moving like Jagger? Yeah. Um, I think it's from dancing from the age of five, maybe, and many, many hours of practice. Um, but I guess also having a little bit of natural talent is also um, a little bit of a help. So it's like singing, in essence? Either you have it or you don't? Uh, I think there are some professional dancers that are where they are because of very, very hard work. Um, and some have had an easier journey by just having natural talent that they've been born with but i think the top ones in the world are the ones that have been born with the talent and have worked hard you need a bit of both yeah but the singing no i think like i think you need to be born with that so neither think? of us have a chance to make it as dancers well i haven't seen you guys if you want to get up now and i'll, I'll <laughs> give you guys an audition uh, I think no we'll problem. save our viewers on facebook from that no i think the viewers would love it <laughs> the camera <laughs> might burn <laughs> I'm a good teacher. I'm a good teacher. Yeah. Well, why why dance? Why why did you even get into it? Okay. Um. I don't think I decided to get into it. It was my mom that wanted us to get into it. Forced on you. Yeah. Like she was. She's an amazing mother. She was very involved in my life. Um. And I have two younger sisters that are also dancers. Um, she could say she's a bit of a show, like dance mom, um, in a good way. Not like those crazy, you know, those television shows. Sorry. The pusher. Yeah. She's no, she is a pusher, but she's not like to a point where like I used to cry. You know that, that dance moms is a dance moms. It's a show in the United States. It's, she's not crazy. She's, it's, it's a good way. Um, did they make it your sisters? Sorry. My sister's. Like, my little sister's very, very good. She's a uh-huh. ballroom dancer. Technically, she's incredible. Um, she actually is in Israel right now, like, with me a little bit. And she covers my classes when I go overseas. She's still in it, but she decided to take a different branch. But if she wanted to, she could have. And my middle sister also, she went to a Jewish private school as for high school, and she went on a dance scholarship. Hmm. So, yeah, we all we all pretty, pretty good. But I guess... Um, I was the one that had the fire in the belly to take it to the next level. So what what does that mean? Take like I I never knew that there was competitive like dancing. Okay. I knew that there were TV <laughs> shows, but I never knew that there was like competition. And what does that competition even look like? Like um, competitions can start from a very very young age, and it, it can get it can be an amazing like um, format for kids to be pushed and have goals to work towards um, and for dance schools to have like, 
you know, their trophies and, you know, have their credibility, credibility. Um, it can also get very nasty. It can get too much for certain kids like aren't built for that competitive. There's politics. Like, so <laughs> sometimes, sometimes like, Were you stabbed in the back. Many, many times, many, everybody has, but there's, there's sometimes where you think like the judges haven't even like watched us dance. Like they were just like on their Instagram and you just, you see the results and it's just pure politics. But is there ever crazy shit where like, I don't know, a mom puts laxatives in some kids. No, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that. Bribes, (laughs) bribes to the judges. I think, I think when you, I think not with the kids. I feel like it's her mom. <laughs> That's why she's avoiding the question. No, 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 no. No, I, I wasn't actually really into competition when I was a kid. I started competing when I was like around 15. Sorry, I have to get closer. Um, when I was about 15 years old. I think when you get older, um, it becomes more like, you know, it's a very intimate industry. And then, you know, your, your teacher might be your judge or your ex-boyfriend might be your judge or do you know what I'm saying? Because all the professionals, they're the professionals. So there is other politics like that as well. But um, you try like if you have a professional judge, like if I was, you know, if I was to judge, it wouldn't matter if that person was my sister or, you know, my best friend on the stage. Like you're there to do a professional job. Like um, so if you do have a good judging panel, um, they will stick to their guns and they will stick to being professional, making sure that they give a you know fair comp. But, you know between like the amateurs to professional like getting up there you know there's or like competitions that don't that can't fund the best of the best judges mm-hmm. sometimes there can be there can be politics that, i feel like it's like yeah. that in any industry though right Cause, yeah like, any 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 climb to the top is going to be nasty in in a certain way yeah i think dancing is very um cutthroat yeah. like it's competition not only competition like when you when you want to become a professional you want to get the job like certain jobs you know uh in israel it's actually not so much like that um i've been being in israel i'm very accepted like Mm -hmm. with my uh, in australia for example there were some auditions that i took and many of my other friends and people in the industry and um you know it dances an art form you know it needs to be pleasant to the eye and you know, your look, your body type, what color hair you have, what nationality you are, the way you dance, if it's very, you know, flamboyant or very like, you know, you can get cut or get the job because of those things, not because actually of your talent or your work. Um, because it's like, like I said, a, it's just a matter of opinion. Like yeah. the judge cannot like the way you dance. Yeah, yeah, not even competition. Like if I was to audition for like a cruise ship or something or like a musical, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even about, for example, if, they, if they're auditioning for Cinderella, they're not going to be taking, you know, a girl with, with darker skin, unfortunately. But now, thank God, they made that. Um, did you guys see that they've made a new Disney princess with dark skin? But they're First of all, right? there's a black genie now. Yes, that's, uh, sorry, that was it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I he's think it's really, genie. really beautiful. No, he's black. I mean, yeah, he's, no, no. in the movie, no, he's No, but there's also... a female, there's a female Disney princess that's, bl- that's black now. And I think, anyways... This is getting off topic, but what I think it's to really our, to our world. But I, the reason, no, the reason why, the reason why I clarify. say that is because there's so many, you know, African American skin dancers. Like, I would say they they were born with the talent. Like, you is know, that racist nowadays. No, no I comment. think <laughs> no, I think they're very very like. The, it's not PC. I've I come think. across I've come across such 
incredible dancers and you know not getting the job because of the way you look is a part of reality it's not it's not what i've you know decided or chosen um and it has been a shame and i've i have best friends in high school that you know came across these problems you know and and now like the world is starting to open and and like open their eyes and give more opportunities in other ways so i think it's a beautiful thing like it's actually getting better also even body types um i would say when i was younger it was ve- we were very into skinny skinny girls you know which again my little sister is very small like we look like we're not sisters you can barely see her yeah she's she's lucky she can eat whatever she wants and she stays like looking like a ballerina but well, i was still an issue nowadays eating and weight yeah but i think well, in the dancing i world? think yeah kim kardashian helped us girls out <laughs> mm. Just now in the Eurovision, I saw there was this one uh, song French, with an obese dancer. Yeah, the French. Yeah, but that's just, you know. It's like a thing now. It's hypocritical, I think. No, it was trying to show diversity and having and loving yourself no matter how you look or what you are and what sexuality you have. And I think, like, the fact of the matter is, is what you, where she came from, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% turned, like, um, hold it to me. But I think there was a video that went viral of her doing... Um, I'm not I'm going to talk normal terms, but like turns, ballet turns. And you look at her straight away and she's a big girl and you think she's not going to be able to do anything. And all of a sudden she just like whips out these crazy, like very, very difficult type of dance move. And everyone was like, it went viral because she just like, she proved everyone wrong. It was like, wasn't don't judge a book by its cover. So um, that same girl that was viral on that video, she took, or he or she, I'm not sure what she wants to be called, took her for this Eurovision. Um, mm. Right. Like but uh, our, the, the, our American audience have no idea what Eurovision is, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but anyway. Eurovision is this like song contest that like 200 million people It's the biggest uh, TV watch, show in the world. But yeah, Americans have no idea what it is. Really? <laughs> yeah. Australia um, is participating. So. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't make yeah, sense, right? Eurovision. Australia. Yeah. I know, but like but we, don't, we don't belong to anything. Either. We need to be. We need to belong. But it, wouldn't you say that um, the girls who have eating disorders uh, among dancers, like their rate is bigger than girls in higher. all higher um, in the population or something like that? Like I went to a performing arts high school, um, and I had we had musos, dancers. Um, so we had drama, music, and dance. And definitely in the dance department, um, you know, I had best friend and have many other friends that, you know, bulimia, anorexia, depression, some of all three of them at the same time. Um, it is unfortunate. I, I do believe it's because also the, you know, you're in, you're standing in front of the mirror all day. You, you, you know, there is auditions that, yeah, that it's still stuck. We're trying to get out of it. Like I'm, and also we had to audition for this school f- through ballet and contemporary. So this is also a different genre of dance, which generally does require more of a smaller body. Contemporary, not so much. They, they do like a bit of muscle and like strength, but ballet is very slender. Um, but that is actually one of the reasons why I moved to Latin dance. I did 16 years of ballet. Um, And did you struggle with any of those kinds? Yeah, of I didn't know. I didn't struggle with any um, eating disorders. No, I didn't have any eating disorders, but I did struggle with 
not getting certain opportunities because of my body. Ah, I see. Um, and I and I was aware of that, but I loved food way too much. Um, you are Moroccan. Yeah, Merukite. Yeah. But um, no one's gonna tell Moroccan not to eat. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think, and I was bigger when I was younger. And I think because of the fact that I wasn't allowed to eat, I ate more as well. I, there was some kind of re rebellion there. So I was actually much bigger. I had bigger boobs. Like it was, I went through a phase, but um, what happened was actually is that I was told that I'm not, the ballet and the contemporary dream um, wouldn't be, it, it's not going to happen. By whom? Um, mentors, people that um, really cared for me, that were just re realistic, that not just, you know, oh, you're fine. But in the back of their mind, they're like, you're not fine. You're not going to make it. Like a lot of people, you know, their parents say, you can be whatever you want. Or, you know, teachers can say that. And it's, I think also having a bit of real, like to be realistic is also good because so you don't waste your time doing something. But in retrospect, mm -hmm. were they right? You think now you're wiser? Couldn't you have done it? As a ballet dancer, no. My body isn't built for that. My, my like even my bone structure, let's say I went anorexic and I lost all the weight I need to do, to have, like to lose. Um, no, I don't think so. And also I think that the fact of the matter is all my high school that I <laughs> was eating so much and I found it so difficult to maintain my weight. Um, it just shows like, I don't have that type, like I have, a, I have a discipline that I have right now, which is before a world championship, I go on to strict diet. I lose about five kilos before my comp. I do my competition, like in my season, like my competition seasons, I lower my weight. And then when I'm done, I go grab a packet of like eight Krispy Kremes and, I, and a bucket of ice cream and I eat that in my hotel room after the competition. Like, That's I know healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> know, what, what, are you, what you you described is, kind. okay, so you don't have a disorder, but it is obsession. obsession about like you you constantly but it's like that in every sport i mean i i didn't i wasn't professional but like i wrestled in high school and we would also before the weigh-in you did what you didn't know this <laughs> i wrestled in I high school i thought you guys were friends latex just picture that for a minute what weight <laughs> uh 145 and then 152 tiger weight class anyway so i wrestled in high school and is before there a video? We... wait wait is there oh, a video there's, there's... dude but don't, don't worry below. it was a jewish it was a <laughs> Private Jewish school. We were the oh. Yeshiva Lions. Oh, yeah, you It was not like, like impressive in any like, way. Give it to him. <laughs> we walk in with payas. No, anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so you, before weigh-ins, you like the night before the competition, at the beginning of the competition, there's a weigh-in and mm -hmm. you just like, you close the bathroom door, you turn the hot water on so it turns into a sauna in the hotel room. You put a plastic bag over wow. yourself and you run in place and so you sweat it all out. You don't eat. Then sweat you weigh in, so I haven't done All the that. water weight. And then you you weigh in, and then you like eat like crazy a minute after. And if you have a match, you end up throwing up on the mat. Like any any, I feel like any any <laughs> sport, any athlete, any athlete <laughs> is gonna like do some crazy shit in order to. You had a fucked up childhood, my friend. Everybody did it. Listen, it was just, like normal. Okay, I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> I don't know if that's normal. Okay, I, normal. I came to like get your back, and now you're. I you're thank you, babe. I, I appreciate it. No, no, listen. I'm. Ha you know what it shows? That shows dedication, and I like that, right? And the thing is, is like it depends. It depends like how far you want to take it. You know, he was really dedicated. It was really like that's how much it meant to him, and he did what he had to do. You know, but, but I'm, I'm saying I'm sorry. It didn't help. 
<laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Still a scrawny Jewish kid wrestling against <laughs> against the uh, yeah. But no, I think um, <laughs> I think the the whole, that whole thing it's difficult. It's but it's not even just about dance. Like look at Instagram. Like Instagram does the same thing to everyone. It's not right. But if if we deconstruct my question, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's go to ballet. Okay, would you is it fair to say that in ballet? the amount of girls with eating disorder or at the risk of an eating disorder is extremely high i i can't tell you that but i can i can tell you that there is a certain image that is needed to become a professional ballet dancer and to be a professional ballet dancer you have to be lifted by men you have to you have to fit into you know swan lake for example it's everyone needs to look exactly the same you can't have one You know, you, you kind of fluct- this fluctuation, you know, it needs to look beautiful to the eye. It's art, you know, but um, I, you know, I was told that that's not going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you built yourself. No, from there, I, I actually uh, came across an old a class of old people like Saftan Saba age dancing salsa in this Jewish community um, like Binyat building. Like it's called Hakor Club. Whoever is in Australia. If you're um, in Australia and you happen to want to dance Sydney with Australia. senior citizens. <laughs> just go. That's what I did. I went and I went and danced with these senior citizens. Um, salsa. How old were you? I was 15. And as a joke. And then the teacher, who was actually Israeli, said to me, I have a dance school in the city. You should come. I started dancing. I absolutely loved it. My body type was, you know, celebrated in this style, you know, of dancing. And, um, and then, you know, I moved over to another school called Latin Motion in Australia and I met my coach who I've been with for 11 years and his dance partner, who's also Jewish. Her name's Luda Kreuter. Um, and he moved here with you? No, 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 no. He, they're there. But I, I met them there and I, I started, I studied a dance, a co- like a choreography for five weeks to compete in the Australian championships when I was 15. Um, with my friend and uh, we won the youth division which is the 18 under um, 18 and under and then when you're good at something and you're accepted in something you know you, ch- you tend mm-hmm. to enjoy it so and I why, found my niche. why why did you move to Israel I mean you were doing mm-hmm. so well over there why uh, it was for love in the beginning it's like every <laughs> surprise bring in the violin <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I was 16 when I met this love of my life in the airport of Australia. And uh, he was after the army service and lots of things happened. I, he was after the army service. Yeah. He came to Australia 16. for a visit and I was going to Israel for the first time ever for my cousin's bar mitzvah. And I came over to Israel and he showed me around Israel. I was there for six weeks. I fell in love. And then I came back to Israel, kept thinking about him. And then I was back and forth like twice to Israel. And then I told him I'm going to make Aliyah for him. So when I was 18, I, ma- I moved and made Aliyah for him to Be'er Sheva. Double wow. sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, Sydney, Australia, Bondi Beach to Be'er Sheva. Was, it wasn't easy, but um, it was like I followed my heart and uh, I did it. And I was happy. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in Be'er Sheva right now. And I, I think it's a beautiful place to raise a family. 
But uh, to, to move away from my family and at age 18 with not knowing any word besides like Khatul and Kelev in Hebrew was very, very difficult. Those are the first two words you know. You <laughs> know, in school, like in primary school, they that's what they oh, say. Okay. Like, But w- what <laughs> happened in the end of this uh, relationship? We were together for about five years, but it just didn't work out. Hmm. But I moved to Australia after like a, a, I was in Berkshire for like a year and a bit. I moved back to Australia and I opened a business of... Um, like a cabaret events company, like for performances and um, corporate events. And then I moved back to Israel because I actually, like being in Beersheba made me fall in love with Israel. I moved, really? Yeah, I moved That's to Israel. That's a first. Is- <laughs> no, I think... Most of, the, most of the time it scares people off. Be- listen, Beersheba is not, like, it's not full of the opportunities that Tel Aviv has, right? Just to the audience, Beersheba... Should I describe it? I don't know if it's, it's a good idea. I, I, yeah, it's like in the, in the desert. It's ugly. Don't yeah. say that. It's it not ugly. It's in the desert. Uh, no beach. I think I think people that live there, if they have their family and friends, then they're like on top of their world. Like, and there's an amazing university over there. Yeah, yeah. The thing, that's the thing. Fallujah. It's that's the thing that has like I uh, <laughs> I just say has, like, like asking anybody like that was missing for me like I mm-hmm. didn't have my family and friends there mm-hmm. you know and I think seeing people in that city how close they were to their family and friends which is something that's very different to like where I came from in Australia that's what I found really beautiful and like and then I saw that and I, I think I wanted that for when I Bezrat Hashem have like a pet like husband and children I want to be that close with my children and I want to have friends and I want my kids to have friends like they had, you know, it's, it's a very different mentality, like the Israeli to an Australian, you know? Um, and I fell in love with this type of closeness and warmth of the Israeli. In Australia, person. it's not, I mean, there's no, like the family life isn't that central. I, I come from a, I come from a Jewish community, like very tight Jewish community in the Eastern suburbs. Um, where we know we we know what's going on with everyone like if we're very tight like you know it's a very tight community mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say it has the same warmth no i would say everybody hates each other and i don't say they hate each other i i would say a <laughs> lot like of in it the is poza a lot mm-hmm. of poza mm-hmm. um yeah there's it's a lot about how you look and like people are quite not quite people are very wealthy over there and this um, is in sydney or I'm from Sydney. I know that there's other communities in St. Ives and also in Melbourne, but Jews do very well overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we're quite strong. So um, I'm very proud of where I'm from, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a person that like when I want to get t- taken out on a date, it's not like in Australia, I'd be taken on a date with like four, 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 yeah, but four knives on this side, five knives on that side. I'm like, I don't know which one to use here. I take out for like, you know, Sabih, and it's like awesome. Let's go for a walk. Like, let's get to know each other. It's, it's more They're relaxed. They're late twenty minutes. Sorry. They're late twenty minutes. Yeah, but I like it. You I like, like that. it? Yeah. Really. I like this shuna. I like this casualness and and just like being real. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you guys get that? No. <laughs> <laughs> because you're from here. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Um. But wait, I want to get back because you then became the world champion in. Both salsa and samba, Brazilian and samba. samba. Yeah. Um, what, what year is this? So actually, this year is when I took my first salsa world championship, which was held in Hong Kong. How hard is it? 
be well, there. World Championships in like it's it's very hard. Like Olympics hard. You uh, you could do it. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> uh, you ask like never your planet. Late. Like yeah. how hard is that? No, I want to understand. I I I can't even imagine. Like, is this the only world championship? Are there different? So uh, I compete in the top ones. Like there's mm-hmm. there's one in uh, this year in Colombia. Uh, there's one in Miami. Um, there's one in Hong Kong. And there's one in like Puerto Rico. And you compete in I all. I compete of them? in all of them. So, um, I I've I've re- I've taken world championship titles from not only one. I've I've taken from three. I've only competed in three of them, and I've taken one in each of the places. Oh wow! Yeah. So what so, does it feel like to go home with gold? Fuck it. How? how <laughs> censor that out. How, how, <laughs> what's in it for you? <laughs> it's an Israeli. Yeah. Um, what's in it for me? No, listen. The glory. It's not the no. It's not the glory. It's not the glory because when you actually when I come back to Israel, there's, it's not there like the Olympics. You know, they come back here, they win, and then people are waiting for them at the airport here. It's no. You come home. Your your boyfriend, your friend, your sister's waiting for you in the airport. You go home with your trophy in your suitcase. No one knows about it. It's like that. Uh-huh. Israel's not a list, but. Do they talk about it around the world? Yeah, and they, like, and it is it is um shown live all around the world mm-hmm. um and it has listen it has opened many doors for me it is i am like given opportunity it does give me opportunity to um you know i get flown around the world to teach workshops to perform so no prizes no, no one wants to know no. what's the cash prize the the cash prize is actually your reputation and being able to charge so, um a certain amount for your work Cheap fucks yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, and it's also very expensive. He's, that's it, to he's not going to go for it. <laughs> he was thinking about it. He was thinking about it, but... I mean, come on, she's the world champion. Dream Can you? World, the world champion died in a second. Something. Give them something, right? How much would it cost for you to start learning salsa and samba? Uh, too much. <laughs> um, okay. But it's very, it's very expensive. Like, this year I've bought, like I designed... Um, and got my costumes made too, and it cost me. I'll tell you how much it cost me. Fifteen thousand shekels for, for two each? costumes. Uh, no, two. both. It's it's bedazzled in Swarovski crystals. It's part of the competition. It gives an yeah. impression that ten percent of your marks, on on average, that's in in judging um, criteria is your is your presentation, mm-hmm. and also when you walk out onto stage and you're you're looking like the queen of the place. It obviously helps. You and know? you designed the, the I Yeah, I designed my costumes. I love designing my costumes. Wow. Wait, yeah. so it's Bedazzled and Swarovski. Do they sponsor it or do you pay for no, it? No, no. I pay for it. <laughs> I work hard and I get it wow. done in Australia. So I actually fly to Australia um, on a job. I work there um, very hard. So I earn my money in dollars. And then Australian I, dollars. Australian dollars to pay for my costume in Australian dollars when I'm in Australia. And then I come back to wow. Israel. But, um, it, you know... It takes a lot of grit to, like, work up the motivation to train for all this time and to work and to work and to work to go compete, bring home a trophy that no one... I mean, not to be too no, harsh, but I'm, no one cares about. Like... 
you know, just from the show. In of the public. Like, we care. No one. Thank yeah, no, you, babe. Like, Thank you. But like no one, you know, the Israeli public doesn't seem to care about and no cash prize and nothing. It's like, okay, why, now why you guys do you have said it? all the cons. I'm going to say the pros. Okay. So he said the cons. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, okay. So firstly, um, you know, I'm not looking to get a recognition from just the public eye here. I, I'm looking to get the recognition from my industry around the world. So I do get that. You know, I do go overseas. Like I said, I get flown overseas and I see the world through my job, which is incredible. Um, and I get to teach, you know, rooms full of people that know who I am, which is like amazing, you know, um, and I get to perform. And on top of that, because of my reputation, when I do travel, or when I am living here in Israel and I do teach my my students who I'm I'm their coach because they also compete, I can take a higher rate than most other people. Like if I decided to stay in Israel and not travel the amount that I do, I can make a salary more um, than an average lawyer's salary. So, you know, and it does, you know, for example, it's it's. It's opened a lot of doors for me, like um, because of that style of dance. And I, I was I participated on a on a television show in Israel, which then opened up doors. And then I started working with uh, Zamarin Paul, like you know Yal Golan, Moshe Peretz, and the Menzaken. Dancing. Yeah, so I, I've shows? I've done uh, Shlomi Shabbat clip, Moshe clip. I've done the Ultras. I've done lots of the you know artists here video clips and backup dancing in massive, you know the Alnoki Arena, like massive crowds. Um, you know, it, it has done really good for me. And, and it's a healthy thing. It's a healthy way of living. Like I've been, I was in the studio today from 9 a.m. until like before I came here. And, you know, I'm all day dancing, all day on my feet. I'm inspiring people like at least once a week. I have a student crying in my studio, like because I push them to their physical limits and all of their insides, emotional um, stuff comes out and you become like their big sister or whatever and you become like a psychologist sometimes and you know I, know I know that I affect people's lives and I love what I do like I I'm very very lucky that I get to see the world that I get to perform in the places that I do and and be connected and, and wake up in the morning and, lo and love to go to work like I could not go and sit in, a, in an office I could not do that like you know, I'm I'm my own boss. I don't know. That's my pros, and I could keep going, but I'm not going to. It's amazing. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> but you were so good in salsa, so why samba? I do both. From the from the get go. Yeah, oh. I started salsa first, and then uh, one of my teachers in the school was like, "I need you for some gigs. Can you do it?" I started doing some gigs, and then there was a comp. I did the comp, and then you know, just I, I when I when I go overseas, I compete in both. Do you dance categories. like everything? Like, do you do uh, all other kinds of dances Yeah, well? so the commercial work in Israel is mostly hip-hop, but it is sometimes I am requested to do a Latin, like, feel because of my, what I do. Um, I did flamenco for six years, which I think was when I was a kid, which I think is what gave me a lot of my uh, styling in my Latin dancing. And um, I did tap dancing, 16 years of ballet and contemporary. I went to the Performing Arts High School, um, I, 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 I'm a very versatile dancer, yeah. How much of dancing is about um, sports, enjoyment, uh, art, and how much of it is about sex? 
you you were waiting to ask that question since before I got here. You were ready with this question. Um, okay. I don't know what you've heard and why you feel like it's about... What do you mean by sex appeal? Or you mean by sex? Sex, like, like woman and man together? Or you mean like... No. Like, you can ask that about anything, right? Like it's two different but things. Some some things are more sexual than others, right? Like what? Like what's not sexual? Playing the I don't know trombone. <laughs> okay. The trombone player would probably beg to differ. <laughs> no, seriously. You talking about you talking about selling sex like as a yeah. show, or you yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. intimacy selling, with a person? No, selling sex. Selling sex. I think ballet and contempt and certain more classical genres sell less sex than other styles. I definitely believe so. Um, but you know, hip hop, Latin dancing, some contemporary as well. Um, we're telling a story, you know. And a lot of, it's like most of the songs you hear these days, it's, it's about love, right? It's about relationships. It's about, and sex is part of, you know, most relationships. And um, it's natural and it's, and it's real, you know? Um, I think there's a difference between putting it on and not, and, and not coming from the right place than to have that naturally, that natural sex appeal that just comes out. Um, without having to force it. I think there are certain dancers out there right now that will post an Instagram video now these days that would just be, they're wearing nothing and maybe the dancing isn't even at a very high level. And, you know, they're trying to get followers by selling sex, you know, like, you know, but if you're dancing in a, in a professional division, like what I do, I know sometimes there's certain choreographies that I might have to do that's very sexy, but my competition choreographies are, I have sexy moves, but everything that I'm doing requires a lot of technique and a lot of hard work and training that it's, it becomes, um, yeah, I, I, I don't even think about it. Like I'm, I'm just thinking like, how the hell am I going to get through this? Mechanical. Like. Yeah, you, yeah, you're thinking... But the viewer doesn't know all that. You want to look effortless. That is the aim of the game. But you want to... I, I need to... I, I'm a... My world titles is from being a female soloist. So as a female, I need to represent what a female is, you know? And I think it needs to be classy, needs to be elegant, queen, you know, smart, intelligent. Um, and I also think, you know, having having a femininity... You know, and I need to represent that. So when I when I do a sudden move, I need to look feminine. You know, because I need to be different. I need to what the male soul um, world champion is. But w when there's two dancers, when there's a male and a female, yeah. or even a female and a female, yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess it, does it ever get difficult to draw the line between being professional and because in the end it is kind of this sensual thing. And like, does it does it has it ever happened? Maybe that someone crosses the line, or does that happen, or is it that on stage difficult? Or behind stage, behind stage, on stage. Most, if you have a professional dance partner, a, a lot of the time, like you'll see that they're actually dating in real life. It does happen. Um, I was dancing with an ex before, and we started dancing when we were exes. Um, and you know, I've had to I've had to perform with someone that 
you know, I was in a relationship with. Um, you, you know, you live that to be a dancer, to be a professional dancer, it's not a hobby. It's, it's your life. You know, you surrounded by the same people all the time. And it's like when you're working in an office and there's a girl there that you might think is cute and you see her every single day. Yeah, but you that's know, what I'm saying. So in the office, you might flirt. But here, you know, there's a lot of touching, there's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of grinding. It's like, is it? No, but say, like, you know, yeah, you yeah. described it like, I think. does I it think, ever cross the line? Like, does it ever get uncomfortable or does it always, is it always like very clear? I think men actually learn to have respect for women because they get to touch, because they get to touch like a, a woman all the time. It's like, it becomes numb. You know what I'm saying? I do, you know, they're, like I say, they're... That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, like hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then they're, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about professionals, though. That's yeah. pro that's professionals. Those are people that, like, do it because they, they do it for the dance. And that's the people that, you know, I surround myself with. Like, people that do it for, for the culture, for the music, for the dance. But, uh, you know, salsa dancers, people that start dancing salsa at our age which is the common age to start. Salsa isn't... They're going to find a girlfriend, usually. They, but they start for that reason. There's, You can sell a dance class for salsa to people so that they can come and meet friends and, you know... Like single salsa. Yeah, like people, people start salsa for this reason. And it's much nicer than Tinder. Like it's much, you know more respectful and it's an, and you also learn something throughout that and you also make friends you know and and you do like get to hang out at night and there is a social thing like here in israel there's there's like every night there's a place to go like havana club complex and you know there are people that are lonely in this world like we're always talking about it how it's social media you know and, and we're always stuck on our phones at home and actually the latin scene is a beautiful thing in that way because Every single night, if you want to, if you are a person that feels alone in life and that doesn't have friends and have that, you know, uh, like people like interaction, you can go and learn salsa at eight o'clock till nine o'clock. And then you go to Havana Club and you dance all night and you meet people and you talk to people and you make friends and you might meet the love of your life there. And I know a lot of people that have. And I think it in, you know, yes, sometimes things happen. Like, I can't say that things don't happen, but I think it is a good thing as well. You know, it, it, it's yeah. much more positive, you know? I, I think so. But I'm a soloist. I don't dance. Yeah, I, I, didn't get, I don't get it. So is, is there such a thing as salsa solo? Solo salsa? That's what I do. So it is. How does it, uh, how does know, it work? People, right? In people's minds, salsa is always... Couple. A couple. Yeah. Um, it's like takes two to salsa takes two to tango yeah. <laughs> um is there a solo tango by the way i don't know i'll check <laughs> out and i'll let you know okay then, like because then the every time anybody <laughs> ever says that i'm gonna be like I, actually Alyssa <laughs> shriek he said to me um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well it actually originated um salsa originated from a place where it came from african dancing and um Cu cuban um you know afro And that was a lot of this dancing was also happened solo by yourself. And uh, this is this is what I'm dancing. And it has this, I, I, I love it. Like I love knowing that if I want to go and uh, get a job that's in uh, I don't know, Italy or something like this, I get a job and I, I can go and fly and I don't have to ask anyone. You know, I'm on my that's own awesome. agenda. You said Italy, you bought them. 
He's obsessed with it. Oh, really? uh, but is there an age, like like a soccer player, where you, like after a certain age, like you need to retire? Is that the same in the dancing it's world? It's different. It's different in the Latin scene, I would say. Like I think in the more classical scene, um, it is. Uh, it's around maybe thirty to thirty-five, I would say. Um, but in the Latin scene, it is an older, like a older age. Um, but you know, the 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 nice thing about dance, you know, unlike Okay, you have to look good, just like a model would. You know, you have to take care of your body. You need to, you know, be fit. You need to, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. But then you're not, that's not it. Okay, your looks fade. And then that's it. what do you do? But dancing, we can teach, you know? So that's my plan. Like I'm, I am a teacher right now. I'm a full-time dance teacher when, um, when I am in Israel. Um, but when I do, you know, one day Bezrat Hashem have my other dream, which is having a family life. Um, I plan to open up an academy and, and become a teacher, choreographer. You know, there is, there. it's not like you've reached that limit and then like, what now? There is what to do after. So if there's a Jewish community somewhere in the world, they want to have you for a master class or something of the sort. Why Jewish community? That's like our audience. Community, Jewish oh, community. for the audience, right? Okay. So, how do they do? You do that, and how do they contact you? Uh, I've got Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Do you do that though? Like people can ha- invite you. Yeah, people can invite me. That's not a problem. I haven't. I've. I used to when I was when I was a little girl. I was more religious. Um, I used to be a B'nai Kiva girl, and I used to teach Zumba <laughs> to the religious women in my community in the B'nai Kiva hall. And they used to come and they used to take off their skirts and take off their like shaitals. And they were the wildest students I've ever had. They were like, they were, it was amazing, but they like let loose. Like I put some JLo on and I'll be like shaking and they'll be like, what? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like they really, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. But think all day you're in a skirt. You yeah. like, it's pent up. I, I, yeah, I was, yeah. I was like a, I come from a, like a, I have an uncle that's a rabbi in Sydney. I come from my gra- like my grandfather's black hat, you know. Right. So uh, yeah, um, I w- I wanted to help out the that part of the, my com- community. Right. And they loved it. The suppressed it. women. No, I wouldn't Judaism. say suppressed. No, okay. I would. Their decision, <laughs> and I they're would. happy I with would. it. But no, yeah, that's for another podcast. Yeah. I guess. That's so a you, different. So you podcast. don't have a you don't have a website though. You have only Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I. You got to make a website. One day, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this stuff. I'm like so busy, but no, Instagram's fine for me now. Right. So if you guys want to get in touch with Elisa uh, Shriki, spell, spell it, which is C H uh, R I Q U I. Oh my god. That was incredible. Well <laughs> done. Elisa Shrieky. So then hit her up on Instagram or Facebook. Before we go though, we yes. have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of them. Jewishjournal.com. Uh they're a news outlet in Los Angeles. They have great columns, great podcasts other than ours. So check them out, Jewishjournal.com, guys. And we accept donations. So please go to twinjb.com slash donate and give us a fair sum of your monthly. Schmeckle. Give a us a shmeckle. Well, I said so many times, fuck this episode, so we can say shmeckle, I guess. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Nice to meet you. Uh, thank you, and good luck. Good luck with everything. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.